Here we go. On a Friday. Thought I'd change thought I'd change it up on you guys just a little bit. Usually we do a little 30 second little music thing that plays while I uh compose myself as best I can until the camera comes on. But uh I actually don't think I'm gonna use that anymore. Uh I really just don't care to use it anymore. Um, that 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 that's literally because uh... I mean, let's be honest. I'm the type of character that as soon as that damn camera and mic and light cuts on, it's prime time. Like I I could literally have been doing push ups and sit ups right here on my floor five seconds ago which maybe i was or maybe i you know went and brushed my teeth just now or you know maybe who knows like who knows i could have been doing anything but i'm telling you as soon as that camera starts as soon as that uh mic cuts on as soon as that light cuts on as soon as this timer comes or, or the the clock starts and the views are up it's go time. It's prime time. I was, re I, I'm ready for this. We're all ready for this. Uh, how's everybody doing? I can't, y'all ain't ready for me. Y'all aren't ready for me today. Like I, I came packing. We, we got a lot. I, I'm trying to get somebody riled up today. Like I, I, I don't care. I'm trying to get somebody riled up here today. I don't care who it is. I don't care what team you support or don't. I'm trying to get some. I came ready. We got a lot to get into. A lot of football, a lot of basketball, maybe off topic stuff. We might even talk. Uh, we might even go like we did last time, talk some Star Wars. That was, that was fun. My, my dude, uh, Spartan Barton with the, uh, with the great comments is always asking me some Mandalorian questions. So we might even go there again today because God knows, uh, the last episode, last night's episode of Mandalorian was epic. And if you saw it, and if you know anything about Star Wars, you know why that was epic. You, I mean, that was like, well, maybe we'll get into it. I don't, I don't you know, we got we got to get into some some housekeeping things first off the bat. But the moral of the story is, I came packing. I'm trying to get somebody riled up because I'm riled up. Uh, just had a cup of coffee, ready to roll. We got a. We got a lot of material to get into here today. Football, basketball, we got it all here on ACC Tailgate. But welcome in, everybody. I am, as I've been going on here for about three minutes now with whatever that was, uh, I am your host, Will Dalton, uh, a.k.a. Wilbur and Gold. Uh, got our first viewer in. Welcome in. Hope you're doing well uh, here on ACC Tailgate on Chris Landry Football, where you can catch us Mondays and Fridays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, like I said, I'm your host, Will Dalton, a.k.a. Wilburn Gold on all social media. Uh, come hit me up there. I'd love to interact. Um, Yeah, man, it's already Friday. That's, it's crazy. I was telling my buddy yesterday, actually, I was telling him today, like, it's already December 4th. It is already December 4th. You like my little Death Star background there? Um, 
Oh, welcome into our podcast, uh, listeners, as well. You can't see my Death Star background on my phone, but uh, yeah, I have a Death Star background on my phone, so just imagine it. And I'm wearing, I, I broke out uh, the first Star Wars Christmas sweater of the season. Got the Stormtrooper Christmas sweater going on here. As we get closer to Christmas Day, uh, the sweaters are just going to get even more ignorant, so get ready for that. Um, but yeah, like it's already December 4th. Isn't that nuts? I told, I told my buddy yesterday or, or today, uh, it's gonna, it's gonna fly by. I mean, Thanksgiving came and I mean, it just Thanksgiving came and went like, it feels like last week or two weeks ago was Halloween and it's almost, it's just crazy. Like, I don't know. I mean, obviously, time flies when you're busy or when you're having fun. You know, that's the cliche. But, um, ooh, uh, we got our first comment in here. Go figure, Spartan Barton, our regular, our favorite. Uh, do you have a sweater for every day in December? I do not. So, uh, I actually only have two uh, Star Wars Christmas sweaters. <laughs> And, you know, I say Star Wars because the aren't quite frankly, the only type of Christmas sweaters I would ever rock would be either, I guess, a Star Wars Christmas sweater, a Game of Thrones Christmas sweater or a Christmas sweater having to do with any of my favorite sports teams, which would be UNC, the New York Yankees, the Carolina Hurricanes, the Charlotte Hornets or the Carolina Panthers. So any of those Christmas sweaters I'm rocking. Currently, I only have two, and they're both Star Wars. There's this one, and then I have my, like, ugly Christmas sweater that's got, like, it's an Empire-themed Christmas sweater. So I'll be, I might, I might break that one out next Friday. I don't know if I'm going to wear it on Monday because I want to kind of mix it out good. I need to get some more sweaters, so maybe each week I'll have a new one. There was a Baby Yoda uh Christmas sweater I saw the other day that I low-key kind of wanted. Welcome into our next viewer. We got a new one. Welcome in on a Friday. Hope you're excited for the weekend. We're just getting started here uh, discussing Christmas sweaters and any and everything. I told you, like, I I told you, like, I'm so, like, I'm packing. I'm I'm riled up. I'm trying to get something riled up today. I don't know what it is. I got a feeling it might be Miami fans when I get to what I'm about to get here in, in just a second. Or it might be Notre Dame fans, or it might be people who are criticizing Notre Dame, you know, since Notre Dame has finally uh, officially clinched their spot in the ACC title game. We'll get to that here in a little bit. Uh, I don't know who, like I said, I don't know who I'm going to rile up today. And I, quite frankly, I don't care. I just want somebody to just, I, I want somebody to get, get riled up with me. So, um, Let's see here. Uh, another question from Spartan Barton. What do I think about the ACC canceling Notre Dame and Clemson's game uh, on the 12th? Let's see here. I actually didn't know that happened, by the way, so thanks for letting me know. Um, I've been in, So I've been prepping for the last you know couple hours, just kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to go because there's so much basketball to get to. There's so much football to get to. I actually didn't know they canceled. Um, so we might have to get into that a little bit later on. I know there's been several games uh, canceled. I know um, – let's see here. I know Syracuse uh, basketball, they've currently got five players out 
uh, for COVID. And then Louisville and UNCG, I do know uh, they were canceled. Basketball, uh, that was supposed to go on. Uh, that's been canceled. Um, let's go ahead and kind of get into what I wanted to, a few little housekeeping things right on the start, and then we'll really get into the meat of the show. Um, oh, so this one really got me fired up. It's actually kind of old news. Um, but the ACC basketball tournament has officially, and I say, like I said, old news. It just, you know, I wanted to get to it on the last show, and then I didn't get to it because I, I guess I got in. You know how I got. You guys know how I get. I get in, get into other things and run out of time. But the ACC basketball tournament has officially been moved back to Greensboro. The 2021 tournament. It's been moved back to Greensboro to ACC headquarters to the Greensboro Coliseum, where the heck it belongs that got me fired up when i saw that uh and then because obviously um that's where the tournament was when it got canceled this most recent time this you know when the pandemic started back in march uh about mid-march or so that's you know that's where it was was in greensboro which i was so if you tuned in to the first episode you know um you know, I, I kind of told you guys like my background in the ACC and kind of what I'm all about and where, where I come from and all that. Uh, so I was at the ACC tournament this past year. So I'm again, I'm from High Point, which is basically right next door to Greensboro. It's practically the same place kind of. Com- I mean, not combined, obviously, but it's it's right next to each other. So it's practically the same place. So a lot of times, you know, I, I've said I'm from Greensboro, but actually I'm fr- I was born in Greensboro, but I've lived out my entire life except for my college years in High Point. But um, so I grew up. You know, I mean, th- this is this is ACC country here in Greensboro. It's the headquarters, but it's it's also where uh, historically has been the home of the ACC tournament basketball. And so I grew up, you know, going to those games. You know, obviously, as a young Carolina fan, you know, it was always exciting. Uh, it's actually kind of interesting. Like, I grew, I'm a Carolina fan, but I've only ever been to two games at Chapel Hill. Most of the Carolina games I've been to, right up the road at Greensboro Coliseum during the ACC tournament. And I was really excited uh, this past tournament. This I was going to say this past this past season, I should say, not the past year because we're still in 2020. Um, but it was obviously it was back in Greensboro for the first time in five years, which is crazy to think about. The last time it was in Greensboro before this past season was five years ago when Carolina lost to, I believe that was the 2015 ACC tournament. And Carolina was in the championship game, lost to Notre Dame, which is actually kind of funny because those are two teams we're actually going to talk about quite a bit today. Notre Dame more on the football, Carolina on football and basketball, more a little bit more in detail on the football though. Um, so they played in the national, or national, they played in the ACC championship game in 2015. I was fortunate enough to be there. So how it actually turned out. So. Uh, I actually, I've actually never said this publicly. So I played, I played baseball in college. 
and I played my first two years in JUCO, which is junior college or community college. I played at Surrey Community College. I've actually never admitted this publicly, so this will be fun. Um, so I knew that the ACC tournament was in Greensboro this in 2015, this particular year. I believe it, it was my first year in college in the spring. So, but we weren't quite in our season yet. We had just kind of started, uh, more so just practices and things at that early point in the spring. And my buddy had the idea that, hey, let's let's go to the ACC tournament. I mean, it's here, it's on TV everywhere. Let's let's go. So I knew that I had practice that whatever day he was wanting to go, and I had practice every day. So I did not think I was going to be able to go to the ACC tournament. But he kind of persuaded me, and I was like, man, I really want to go. It's been a long time. So I told my coach that I was sick, and I, I was staying at the apartment or wherever I was living at the time. The house wasn't an apartment. It was a house where four of us baseball players lived. And I told him I was sick, and you know I was staying home. Meanwhile, my ass came all the way home here to High Point to the house. Didn't tell my parents this, by the way, either, because they they wouldn't have been happy with me that I was skipping practice. But I wanted to go to the game, you know, you know, whatever. It had been, it had been a while, and we were only practicing. And it, like I said, it's the first time I've ever admitted this publicly, but it's kind of funny to look back on it now. So I told my coach I was sick. I think I told my parents that practice was canceled. Um, I'd actually laugh if they could hear me right now. Um, and I decided I was going to go to the ACC tournament. So I came home, uh, bought my ticket, turned out my friend didn't end up going cause he didn't want to deal with, you know, it was funny because it was his idea to go, but then he, you know, he doesn't like crowds and traffic and, you know, so he, he basically decided not to go. I'd already bought my ticket for the session. It was Carolina and Louisville FSU and. Boston College, maybe? No, I think it was FSU. I don't know who it was. It was Florida State and somebody. That was the first game. The second game was Carolina-Louisville. And then that was it. That was that was the session that I bought, those two games. So I went, picked up my tickets, and I went to the game, and it was incredible. You know, I was up in the upper deck, uh, kind of in the corner, and it was a blast. I, I love going to sporting games. You know, it was kind of back when, you know, I was – wanting to potentially get into sports media because I just thought it would be so cool to like interact and actually be down on the floor involved in these games. Cause obviously I wasn't, I was, you know, I was a Juco baseball player. I was never going to be, you know, on a big stage like that in the ACC. And so I thought it'd be cool, like to get down there around it and to work around it. And so I was, you know, kind of having those early thoughts and it was just a blast. And so uh, my dad's friend, who's a diehard Carolina fan, Happened to have an extra ticket to the ACC title game. You know, I, I had already been to my games. And I was like, all right, well, that's that. So Saturday comes and my friend or my dad's friend had a ticket to the ACC title game and asked, do I want it? I'm sitting at the table eating at this point. I'm eating my dinner and he's outside on the phone. My dad comes in and says, hey, Jeff has an extra ticket to the game tonight. You want to go? I'm like, yep. I literally, I kid you not. 
I went from mid eating my dinner straight to my room, put on my Harrison Barnes Carolina jersey because that's the one I have. Went straight over to his house, got the ticket, went to the Coliseum, got there right in time uh, for the opening lineups, you know, the big uh, show they put on when they announced the lineups in the title game. Upper deck, lower part of upper deck, midcourt, and it was great. It was the biggest game I'd ever been to of any kind. You know, just the energy was electric because, I mean, and you know this if you're from this area, Anytime Carolina or Duke, but especially Carolina, plays a game in the Greensboro Coliseum during the tournament, it's basically a Carolina home game. I mean, the place is electric. The place is packed with Carolina blue, mostly Carolina blue, and it's just so much fun. And so to be there for a title game like that was unbelievable. I'll never forget it. Um, and then obviously Carolina blew it and Notre Dame won. So that was that, but that had, that was the last time I'd been to the ACC tournament. And then, uh, so five years later rolls around and I was interning at a sports radio show called the David Glenn show. If you're from North Carolina and you're an ACC fan, I'm sure you've heard of it. I was the intern there and it was my first year as an actual part of the sports media. You know, I'd been and covered several NC State football games because, you know, that I was in the Raleigh area, so that was right there. Uh, been to Duke games, been to Carolina games. And I was just excited because it was the first time in five years that the ACC tournament was coming back to Greensboro. And it was the first year I was in the sports media. And so it was kind of cool how that played out. So I was actually going to be able to get down you know, on the floor, in the press conferences, and actually have access to this stuff. It was kind of cool how the timing of that played out. And then obviously, you know, we all know what happened. The pandemic hit, you know, canceled the tournament. FSU got the trophy midweek because they were the highest seed. And so it was kind of crappy how all that played out. Um, And so, you know, I say all that to say, I was really just excited and pumped, you know, the other week when I saw that because the tournament this year in 2020 uh, for the ACC was supposed to be in Brooklyn, but you know, so for whatever reason, I you know, obviously what I think had to do with COVID reasons. Uh, I don't know what specific COVID reasons. Excuse me, COVID reasons. Uh, I don't know if it's because New York has been more of a hot spot than this area. I don't know, but. Uh, they decided to move the ACC tournament from Brooklyn to Greensboro. And it was just really exciting because uh, we didn't really know, or I don't think we knew when it would be back to Greensboro for the foreseeable future anyway, but they did move it to Greensboro this year. And so it's just kind of, it almost like felt like it was right how that played out because it's like, you know, that's where it was when everything kind of hit the fan and everything, all this crap started. And I mean, I'll never forget that day because that was actually, that was the day that it was the day after, you know, the NBA went on their suspension. It was the day after Tom Hanks had the virus. And we just thought, Oh my, like we didn't know what this, what we were dealing with. And it was basically the day that the sports world just stopped. It was a dark day. And you guys remember that I'm sure. So to kind of, 
come full circle and to bring the tournament right back to Greensboro the following year where we were when everything just kind of hit the fan, it just felt right. And so then, uh, since we're talking about it, in 2022, that's going to be in Brooklyn, where it was going to be this year. 2023, back in Greensboro again, so that'll be fun. Uh, and then in 2024, it'll be in Washington, D.C. So that's that, that went a lot longer than I thought and I planned, but just the ACC tournament, uh, it means a lot to me when it's in Greensboro because it's a part of my childhood. And, you know, now that I'm covering the ACC, like, you know, and trying to get into that profession, it's just, it's kind of cool how all that played out. And it just, it's a big part of who I am as a person. And so uh, a few other housekeeping things right off the top before we get into some other things. Uh, so obviously, as we talked about on Monday, there's five ACC teams in basketball currently in the top 25. Uh, I'll put them up for you right now, actually, if you didn't catch it on Monday. So you got Duke at six, Carolina at 14, UVA at 15. They fell all the way from number four to 15 after they uh, got upset by San Francisco last week or this weekend, whatever it was. Uh, Virginia Tech is in the top 25 all the way up to 16 after they pulled off an upset. Uh last week as well and then fsu is at 22 i think they dropped a spot from 21 so that is your top 25 in basketball and uh fun little fa- well it ain't a fun little fact to me because i'm a carolina fan but duke is currently on a nice little streak of 85 consecutive weeks of being ranked somewhere in the top 25 and i believe that's the second longest concept active streak going right now. I don't know who the first is. Uh, it might be Villanova or Gonzaga. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, 85 consecutive weeks. Coach K has had the, bl- which go figure. Cause coach K and you know, I'm a Carolina fan, die hard. I hate Duke fans with all my heart, but I got enough sense to acknowledge that coach K is just the goat when it comes to college sports in general. And, he might be the goat when it comes, you know, it's hard because he's never been measured on an NBA stage outside of obviously the Olympics, but it's hard to find. It's hard to name five on one hand. It's hard to name on one hand coaches in basketball period, college or pro that are better than coach K. I mean, you might throw Popovich in the mix, uh, you know, uh, you might throw Jackson in the mix uh, when he, you know, his little stint, you know, with the Lakers and the Michael Jordan. But it, you can't name on a full hand coaches, pro or college, that are better than Coach K. You just, you can't do it. And that's coming from a Carolina fan. So there you have that. Um, also, we don't get it. We don't get into women's sports a lot on this show. Uh, but you, you can't have a show today about the ACC and not bring up NC State women's basketball, how they upset uh, South Carolina the other night. Uh, South Now, it's not like a massive upset, like NC State was unranked or bottom top 25, and then they beat – South Carolina was ranked number one. And they had a streak. That was their first loss, South Carolina, since last November. They hadn't lost a game – since like the first half of the season last year, and in NC State 
gave him a nice little upset. NC State was ranked number eight. I'm sure they'll be much higher this week for when the newest rankings come out. So that's nice uh, for the Wolfpack. You know, I would I would argue, well, it's not even arguable that NC State, their best sport is women's basketball. They've looked pretty solid so far in men's basketball, but and obviously they're, they're pulling off a really nice season in football as well, can, all things considered. But obviously their most dominant, best, notable sport is women's basketball, where they're actually not a complete screw-up. So, uh, and then I already mentioned Syracuse has players out, Louisville, UNCG's canceled, and then obviously Notre Dame has already been submitted in to play uh, in the ACC title game in football. They'll likely meet Clemson, I would assume. Um. So, yeah. Oh, and then also we're going to get to the latest college football playoff rankings, the ACC teams that are in that, uh, and the t- we'll, we'll get to that here in a minute. But uh, I do want to take a moment to mention our sponsor, American Betting Experts. Uh, they sponsor this show and all other shows here on Chris Landry Football Twitch channel. Uh, we've teamed up with them. They're one of the largest licensed sports and casino vendors actually in the U.S., and we've teamed with them to provide you guys a special gaming offer uh, You know, for all our followers, all our podcast listeners. So what you're going to do uh, is you're going to go to our website, LandryFootball.com, preferably subscribe, you know, no biggie. Uh, but then you're going to go to the upper right side of the page. You'll click on that ad uh, that you're going to see, and you're going to pick among the gaming sites legal in your state, such as BetMGM, DraftKings, FanDuel, and PointsBet. And then you'll sign up and instantly receive an account deposit match or risk-free bet. It's either going to go from $100 all the way to 1000 And then it's literally that simple. So you again, you're going to go to the ad in the upper right side of the page. Probably subscribe, too, while you're up there. Uh, but you're going to click on that ad and get in on that special offer from our friends, American Betting Experts. We appreciate them. And obviously, we appreciate you guys for getting in on that and helping support them and our show. Um, by the way, I saw an interesting stat, you know, that kind of got mixed emotions, by the way. So I saw where Trevor Lawrence was actually, they, uh, ACC network, they put out, uh, a picture on Instagram the other day or today or whatever day, whenever it was. And it was, uh, a night, an interesting little stat about Trevor Lawrence that he's actually 32 and 1 as a starter at Clemson. That ain't too shabby. And it, it got a lot of mixed emotions obviously, you know, uh, and I love reading those because it gives me content to talk about, it gives me insights as to what you guys are thinking and it, you know, again, that's mainly it and you know, you learn, you kind of I, I like and, you know, when it comes to creating content and having things to talk about you know, uh, as opposed to consuming the thing, AKA the, you know, the, as opposed to consuming the thing, I like to consume the people consuming the thing to kind of get their reactions. So I like to read comments a lot. Uh, and that got a lot of remarks. So 32 and one Trevor Lawrence as a starter at Clemson. Um, and that one loss coming at the hands of, who who was the one team that upset? I want to say it was was it Syracuse? No, once no, it wasn't Syracuse. What was the one loss that Clemson had this year? 
I can't believe I already forgot it. I think it was this year that that happened. I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll it'll come to me in a second, and if you know in the comment section, give it to me, uh, and we'll that'll make my job easier. But thirty-two and one is a starter. That's really good. And I saw a lot of people saying, "Well, I mean, Jameis Winston was once twenty-six and one or whatever it was as a starter, and we see you know how that's kind of turned out for him." and had some people roasting him in the comment section. You also saw some people saying, oh, man, you're going to a team that you're going from a team in Clemson that's that, that dominant to a to an 0-11 team in the New York Jets, most likely. Uh, and then you saw a lot of people saying, well, you know, Clemson hasn't played, which is a fair point. Clemson hasn't had a ton of great competition to work with in the ACC up until this year. And even this year, they haven't played many of the, I mean, they haven't had a great schedule. You know, they got Miami, they got Notre Dame. They didn't get to play Carolina. Uh, I don't remember if they played Virginia tech. Actually, I think Virginia tech was supposed to play Clemson one of these last two weeks of the season. But yeah, so, I mean, that's a fair point that, you know, Clemson hasn't, and last year, I mean, we know last year that the competition was awful because it was literally so bad to the point where Clemson's credibility was being questioned because that's how weak the ACC as a whole really was. Um, you know, it didn't matter. I mean, Clemson went to the college football playoff championship, lost, got their, I want to say rear end smacked by LSU, but they really got their rear end smacked by LSU and Joe Burrow. Um. So, yeah, I thought that was some interesting stuff. But here's something. I, I told you I wanted to get somebody riled up today. I hadn't really I hadn't really delivered on that yet. You know, I gave him a nice little, you know, story about Greensboro and the ACC tournament and nice little stat about Trevor Lawrence. But I saw, um, saw a lot of people on social media also, specifically Instagram, talking about how they feel that Miami, who's currently ranked number 10 in the college football playoff rankings, has been number 10 around that range for a, a little while now. They're underappreciated. They're underrated. They're kind of under-talked about. I'm actually here to say the opposite. I'm ready to get y'all riled up. I don't think Miami's all that in a bag of chips. I'll let you sit on that one for a minute while I drink my water. Just let you sip on that for a minute. I don't think Miami's all that. It's not the first time I've said that this year. Um, I don't think they're not good. I'm not saying... I, I, we have this thing where we take things to such extremes. It's like you can't... It's like, it's like you can't... Um, yeah. <laughs> Spartan Barton. Miami is weak sauce. I love that. My buddy likes to use that phrase weak sauce all the time because usually he's talking about me saying I'm some weak sauce. Uh, listen, he also says that they belong at 10 to 16. I agree. I really... Uh, and he actually brings up another point, but I wanted to address the 10 to 16. Uh, I agree. I, I'm... And it's actually, you know, the timing of that. It's not what I was, I'm not saying that they're bad because they're not bad. Uh, and in fact, 
to your point, I think that they're ranked about what they should be. I mean, they've been stuck at the 10 spot for a few weeks now and around that range for even longer. So I'm actually, I'm not saying, I guess I should have gave a little more context. I don't think that they're overrated at 10. In fact, I think they're ranked just about right, kind of like you said. But this notion, and uh, it, it, I don't remember who, I think it might have been Mark Packer that said it on Packer and Durham. Um, it was one. It was one of them. Which you know, I got no. But this notion that Miami's underappreciated and un and oh and you know not talked about enough. I think that is the part where I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, and you know, a lot of people actually in the comments. You know, I was talking about. I like to read comments. A lot of people actually agreed, and I I would assume most of those are probably Miami fans. Uh, and then I saw some that actually kind of felt like I feel, which is this. I don't think their defense has been that great, which is weird because that's what they're known for. You know, the turnover chain and everything. And and Spartan Barton makes a great case, which is where I stand. You know, De'Eric King, who's been incredible, by the way, he's a big reason why they are where they are. It ain't because their defense. You know, what does Miami, Spartan Barton says, what does Miami do without King next year? Lose. There's a good shot unless they get better. I mean, I I don't know. I just, Miami is not underappreciated. Miami is not uh, underrated or not talked about enough. They are exactly where they should be. Right there in that 10, 12-ish window or 10 to 16, as Spartan Barton said, that is exactly where they should be. And I'll even, and I'll even, I even went, I came, I told you I came packing. I pulled up their schedule. So they're, uh, they're seven and one, third in the ACC. But let's look at who they've played. They beat UAB week one. They beat Louisville week two. Beat FSU. Those are three teams right there that ain't all ain't that good. They went up against Clemson, their one loss of the year, got smacked on prime time, 42 to 17. They beat Pitt, they beat UVA, they beat NC State by 3, 44-41, aka defense ain't that good. And that's actually kind of where I'm going here. It's not even so much that who they've played, it's the points that they're giving up. They gave up 14 to UAB, 34 to Louisville, 10 to FSU, which is the lowest that they gave up all year, but it's still two scores, a touchdown and a field goal. Gave up 42 to Clemson. Gave up 19 to Pitt, 14 to UVA, 41 uh, to NC State, 24 to Virginia Tech, and then they've got, or they were supposed to play Georgia Tech. That was postponed. And they've got Duke this weekend. The point is, they got... Their defense ain't all that. And they aren't all that. De'Eric King is all that. I'll say that. De'Eric King, uh, to Spartan Barton's point here, King should be in the Heisman race, and maybe he is. I actually haven't looked at the race uh, here lately just because I haven't. Uh, He may be, which I would find it hard to believe if he wasn't. But, yeah. Miami and all that. They're exactly where they should be at number 10. Like, come on now. So, um, let's move on to this. 
want to make sure I get get every get to everything uh, that I wanted to. So let's move on to this little thing that I had on my mind. And you know, again, I I saw a lot of this in the comment section uh, after the ACC announced that Notre Dame has their slot in the ACC title game. So there's, you know, we as humans tend to do this thing where uh, we find what we're looking for. And let me explain what I mean. And you see it a lot. I mean, I, I, I am not going to politics, but you see it a lot in politics. You see it a lot in sports and you just see it a lot in life in general. You tend to find what you're looking for, whether it's good or bad. If you're looking for something good, if you're looking for something, oh, sorry, my back was tight. If you're looking for something to be positive about, if you're looking for optimism, if you're looking for a feel-good story, if you if you are looking for good, it is a piece of cake to find out here. If you're looking for bad, if you're looking for something negative, something pessimistic, something to complain about, someone to blame something on, somewhere to place blame, something negative, bad, and not good. Piece of cake. It is a piece of cake. And that's what I would say to everybody who is complaining about Notre Dame not being an official part of the ACC, still being independent as they have for, oh, I don't know, over a century now. It, I promise you, you would not hear all of that, and you even heard it from Pat Narduzzi of uh, Pitt not too long ago. I actually talked about that when, when he said it. You know, I, I don't think you would be hearing all that chatter about Notre Dame not being a part of the ACC and, oh, why do we keep giving them games? I don't think you would have heard all that chit-chat if, or if, if Notre Dame was ass, if they weren't good, if they weren't spanking all of you every week. I don't think you'd be – I don't think you'd care. You, you, you don't care when uh, your team early in the season beats the crap out of a non-conference, unranked, middle – middle of the pack division one opponent whoever that may be i don't hear you uh, complaining about that i don't hear you complaining why are we playing that team they're not even in the acc they're not they're they're literally they're they're on they're in a division in the in division one that's like i didn't even know it existed why are we playing them i didn't i didn't hear any of that when you beat them by 20 or 30 in an exhibition game early in the season i don't hear that but boy, now that Notre Dame is kicking all of your tails every week and secured a spot in the ACC title game and beat Clemson, even though Clemson didn't have Trevor Lawrence, and that's a factor, and we're going to get into that. Um, I don't, I, I don't think we would hear any of that. And, and Spartan Barton actually brings up a good point. Notre Dame is actually making the ACC look really good right now. Notre Dame has made the optics of the ACC look so much better this season. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. I mean, 
It is one more dominant team associated with the ACC. They may not technically be in it, but and 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 again, I actually don't know why. Like I, to the actual point, you know, of why aren't why isn't Notre Dame, you know, in the ACC or or in a conference period? Why are they independent? I don't know. Like I've tried to look it up and kind of read about like why they why they are. I know some of it has to do with finances. Um, some of it has to do with scheduling. Some of it has to do with having the best of both worlds, AKA, you know, they get all the perks and benefits of being an ACC team, but they also get all the perks and benefits of being an independent team. Uh, obviously they've, they've got a contract or something with NBC to have all the, you know, their games. So I, I don't know. I don't know why, like, but like I said, to begin, they've been independent for over a century. So I, I'm, I'm no mathematician. But over a century is a while. So, you know, this didn't just happen this year. You know, we didn't just get to this year and it's like, ah, I don't think I want to be in the ACC anymore. Get us out. And, you know, so, like I said, you find what you're looking for. And right now, as we do with a lot of things, people, people when something pops up, about the Notre about Notre Dame being so dominant this year, the latest one that I saw this was, you know, Notre Dame is in the ACC title game. Of course, we're going to spew all the toxicity. You know, oh, why, why why do we keep giving them games? You know, why are they in the ACC? What instead of complaining about it when they've been independent for over a century, just beat the damn team, beat them, be better, go beat them. Is that simple? You know, I I've become the type of person, you know, and and I you know I was talking about how uh, I interned at a sports radio show that covered the ACC, the David Glenn Show, and that is one thing that he instilled in me. He instilled in every intern he had, and he's he's this type of person. At uh, the host of the show, David Glenn, and I want to have him as a guest on this show probably here pretty soon as we get into the bulk of the basketball season. And same with his producer, uh, Darren Vaught, who I want to have him on a, as a guest as well. He's the voice of High Point University basketball, voice of USA Baseball, was the producer of the David Glenn Show. Nothing this guy doesn't do. Um, and I worked with him actually closer than I did David Glenn, you know, because he was kind of more the host and you know, I was more behind the scenes with the producer. Attention to detail, and one thing that they really made clear is if you're going to have an issue with something, if you're going to complain about something, you better have a solution. Don't just give me hot air. Don't just blow smoke. Don't just tell me how much you hate this or that or how much of a problem this is, and then that was it. And okay, now we go. Give me a solution. If you don't like Notre Dame kicking your ass all the time, beat them. Be better. Recruit better. Figure out a way. That's it. Period. That's the bottom line. So I told you, I told you I was gonna get somebody riled up. I hope I got somebody riled up because you needed to hear it. Miami, Miami fans needed to people that think Miami isn't talked about enough needed to hear that actually you're exactly where you need to be. And people bitching about Notre Dame, uh, and how they're not officially in the ACC, they needed to hear that. Go beat them. 
quit. Stop. The, the, it is what it is. Deal with the reality of the situation and do something about it. Period. So, now that I've gotten that off my chest, is it hot in here? That was fun, though. I, I like getting into it like that. Uh, so, we don't have much time left, so I'm going to kind of see if I can zip through everything else I had, which that was actually the bulk of it, like as far as like a bulky segment. Uh, so, UNC, moving to basketball now. UNC... Lost to Texas in the Maui Invitational Final the other day on Wednesday, I believe it was. Um, I actually thought it was funny. Uh, Bill Walton roasting Garrison Brooks because, uh, you know, he got popped or something. I think it was, it was either that game or the Stanford game. Garrison Brooks got popped or something. His goggles fell off, but he got back up, and, and Bill Walton was like, man, he got up faster than Nate Robinson did the other night when he fought. Uh, one of the Paul brothers and got his rear end smacked and knocked out. That was something else. But yeah, Bill Walton was roasting a little bit as he always does. Uh, but yeah, Carolina lost on another buzzer beater. It wasn't technically a buzzer beater because it it he hit the shot and the clock was at point zero zero one, so it was basically a buzzer beater because you can't do it. You can't well, as soon as the ball touches your hands, eh, like game over. They lost it 69-67. And I'm still, which I, whatever, like, I'm happy with how, I'm happy with how Carolina's looked so far this season. But I, I swear, I've still got PTSD from that shot that Villanova hit on Carolina in the 2016 National Championship game. I've still got PTSD from that. Obviously, this wasn't nearly as bad. I mean, the stakes weren't, you know, I don't know, the national title game. But, boy, it made me think about it. I mean, Marcus Page hits that circus shot to, I think it was take the lead, which made it that much worse. It wasn't to tie the game. They took. I'm pretty sure they took the lead on that. And then the dude... He had a long last name. I don't remember what it was. But the dude for Villanova goes down. Long shot, buzzer beater, game over. That There's something about when a buzzer beater, especially when it's like your team that's on the losing end of that. There's something about a buzzer beater that is just such a punch to the gut because it's like you can't do anything about it. Like there, there is no, you know, call a timeout, make a quick play, give us one more crack at it. It's like, that's it. You're done. And there's something about that finality of like, he did that in the last second and you got to live with it. There is no rebuttal. There is no last minute play that we can try and make to answer that. Like it's, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, and I hate it. It's kind of like the overtime, you know, NFL rules, you know, if the, the, the team that gets the ball first, if they score, it's over. It's like, you got no, there's no shot to answer it. And there was something about, you know, when it's your team on the end of that, and it's a national title game. And you and you just hit an incredible like you just hit an impossible shot to take the lead, by the way. That's a, it was the fact that it was the national title game. Marcus Page hit a circus shot, an impossible shot to put you in the position to potentially win. 
And then to go out like that, it's just like, I didn't move. By the way, I didn't move for 10 minutes when that happened. Like I lit, I was sitting there. It was my sophomore year of college. I was sitting there. I think I had a cheeseburger on my plate because we grilled out that night, me and my roommates. And I watched that. And I was sitting in my little Carolina uh, lawn chair that I pulled up in the living room. And I just sat there and I did not move. I I literally just sat here just like this. Just like this. I did not move for 10 minutes. I mean, it was just, it was awful. But then we came back in 2017, righted the wrong, redemption tour. We took care of it. You know what? That's, and I, that's the one thing uh, that I've loved about the last two championships in basketball that Carolina's won. They've both been on a redemption tour. 09, when they dominated everybody. To this day, I think it's the best college basketball team of all time. They obviously they in 08, they went to the final four uh against Kansas back when Mario Chalmers was over there at Kansas. And Carolina got their they got wrecked in that game. It was awful. Uh and then the next year they came back and dominated, won the national championship by a record margin against Michigan State. Uh so that was cool. And then obviously, you know, this, the buzzer beater against Villanova happened in 2016. And then while I don't think the 2017 Tar Heels were as dominant as 09, in fact, I know they weren't still a really good team. And then they came back and you obviously revenge toward took care of business. So I do like that the last two chips that Carolina's won, it's been with that chip on their shoulder. No, no pun intended. They won the chip with the chip on their shoulder, but yeah. So that that's, what I thought about the other day when Texas, you know, hit that shot against Carolina, and and it was it was a nice little Harden step back. But I think his name was Matt Coleman for Texas. That little uh, James Harden step back, and then of course uh, that was Carolina's first loss of the season. And then also Duke had their first loss of the season the other day. Now, granted, if you're gonna have your first loss of the season, I would much rather it be against a team like you know, number eight Michigan State and Tom Izzo, then, oh, I don't know what UVA had happen against San Francisco. Like, I would much rather lose to a Tom Izzo coach team that's in the top ten. But, uh, yeah, so Duke lost. Uh, I mean, l- listen, the moral of the story is they didn't shoot the three ball very well. I- it, was, it was like 25-ish percent from three. And for as long as I can remember, any Duke team that was like, really really good that didn't have you know a Zion or a Marvin Bagley or, a, or you know an RJ but players of that caliber to just go out and dominate they sh- what they did have was a really elite three ball I mean I, I remember it more so when I was a kid than now but it's just like it seemed like every year that Duke just had snipers from three. It, it, it was almost like a part of like their brand. Like that's what Duke did was just they were snipers from three. Obviously, you had JJ Redick. And then I remember there was the year that Seth Curry was over there. Uh, you know, Kyle Singler, uh others that I can't remember. Uh God, who's the he was a he's a coach there now. John Shire. He was he was a I mean, just part of Duke's brand was they were snipers. And so, I mean, listen, they didn't shoot the three ball very well. Um, 
that, that's that. I mean, you didn't lose. I mean, you lost to a very good team. So, uh, oh, by the way, that was also, I didn't know this. That was Tom Izzo's first win at Cameron. Now, obviously, it's not Cameron Cameron because right now they got no fans in there. And part of what makes Cameron uh, an experience like no other outside of the Dean Dome uh, in college basketball and really in sports is that it's so it's such a small, compact little stadium that the sound just reverberates off the the roof and the walls. I mean, it's just it's insane. I went to my I've only been to one game uh, last year when I went when Duke played FSU. It's the only, it was incredible. It was like, I, I've said this before on the show. It's like, even when, you know, the quick little clap cheer, when somebody makes a free throw, even that just reverberated. It was insane. And, and I always ask, like, I can't imagine what the Zion jams were like in that building. Like, I can't even imagine. So, um, so yeah, Izzo's first win at Cameron, which is crazy to think about. Cause Izzo's like a college basketball legend, you know, at this point, he's like, you know, he's kind of in that group of like, you know, Coach K, Roy, uh, Jim Bayheim, and that. And he never won at Cameron until the other day. So um, that's it for today because I'm out of time. But here's what I'll leave with you to get ready for Monday's show. I was going to talk about this today, but I told you this was going to be a packed show. We had a lot to get to, a lot on my mind. Uh, it was a fun show again, Spartan Barton. Appreciate you, uh, with the comments as always, and everybody else who tuned in live. Uh, thanks to everybody who's going to view it after it's posted. Thanks to everybody who's going to listen to it on the podcast or view it on chrislandryfootball.com. I'll leave you with this. So obviously Carolina lost their big primetime game with Notre Dame in football last week. They played well, but they lost, got absolutely shut out. Literally, in the second half, they didn't score. Uh, meanwhile, Notre Dame played their best all-around half of just pure all-around defense, all of it, football, in the second half of that game. And yet, and I remember I asked this question on Monday. I'm like, I'm curious, because the college football uh, playoff rankings didn't come out to like midweek, so we didn't have them yet. Carolina was number 19 going into that game. They lost, got shut out in the second half, and I was curious. I was like, man... I don't know. I thought I. I don't know that. I, I think because they were going up against the number two team in the nation. I'm like, all right. Well, they hung with them for a while and then just got shut out in the second half. Like, I don't know if that would kick them out of the top twenty five. So I was like, all right. Well, one, are they going to get kicked out of the top twenty five? And if not, how far are they going to drop? <clears throat> they didn't drop. They didn't move out of the top 25. They didn't even stay even. They moved up. We'll get into that on Monday.